0: Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hearts and Stripes podcast. This is your host, Bree Carroll, here for another Heart to Heart, and I'm really excited to dive into a new perspective on military marriage, military life, and Um, just really hear from this powerhouse of a spouse. So I'll read Lydia's bio very briefly, and then we will dive into today's conversation. So Lydia is a foreign-born military spouse of 11 years. She's a mom of three. She's a fierce advocate, humanitarian, builder, connector, and champion of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and social impact. She embodies her favorite quote from MLK, which is life's most persistent and urgent question is what are we doing for others? Listen, just based off of that bio, I know that you are excited to hear from Lydia too. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Lydia. Awesome, everyone. So I'm excited to jump right into our discussion. Lydia is joining us. Say hello to everyone and please introduce yourself from your own words.
1: Hello, 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 everybody. Very nice to be here with you. Pretty, pretty excited to be with uh, Bree as well. Thank you for this special, special event. Yeah, so my name is Lydia Witty. I am Kenyan born. So I love that identity sticks with me everywhere. Um, mission-driven person. I love anything that gives me the opportunity to impact another person's life. And yeah, that's how I go. I am um military spouse. Do I a military spouse now? No, probably veteran spouse. Sometimes I can't get the difference. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. am a veteran spouse. Was a, was a military spouse for about 11 years and uh, my husband has since retired. Uh so now we're enjoying a cool move free life. Yes. yes. I am a mom of 3 and uh professionally I am a lawyer by training. Uh, with a background also in international development and project management. Yes, Brie.
0: We love it. I love it, love it, love it. So much goodness. And um, Lydia was reminding me, we have had, this is our second time we get to work together and chat first through um, a cohort with It's a Military Life and now connecting here on the podcast. So I'm excited to dive into just your background not being um, originally, you know, U.S. born and what it is like from your experience um, coming into this military life and share, please, a little bit about your military marriage story, um, how you met your spouse and and kind of what your experience has been.
1: Yeah, thank you, Brie. I say that's really a long, long story. <laughs> 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 let's see, let's see where where, where we start and end. So I meet my husband on good old Facebook. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Come and- on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, I come, we get married sometime in, uh, June of 2011, mm-hmm. early 2012, I come to the U S and, uh, unfortunately at the time, my husband was stationed in Kuwait And so he just came for his two weeks of R and R attempting to get me, you know, situated. And then he left. So I was left here really struggling by myself. And then a few weeks later, I also found that I was pregnant. And the doctor decided that I had to be on bed rest. Mm -hmm. And so that year, being by myself in a new country, no support, not even knowing the identity as a military spouse, because Mm. I wasn't um in my country the military is so far removed from civilians that there's really no connection so there was nothing in my mind that oh there could be you know such a thing here yeah I'm just going about my life trying to figure out how best to survive within that year I make a few friends from a close by church and yeah he comes back and um we have to move two weeks no three weeks after he comes back My baby is just one week old at the time. And we have to move to a new place in in New Jersey for the next station. And I'm just like, why should I move now? I said, we got to move because the military says we have to move. So I'm still wondering in my, um, you know, naive mind at the time. So the military says we go, we go. If they say tomorrow we go, we go. Oh, that's, that's, I don't know if that's a good thing for me because, You know, I want to be, I want to continue with my career. I want, you know, I want my kids to have some kind of stability. There are many things I want to do, including the most important one for me at the time was a career. Now, being a lawyer from Kenya, one of the most devastating things, the news that I heard uh, was that my law degree was essentially useless because then I had to go back to school again, you know? Maybe when we get to the career part, but I would say it it has not been easy, particularly because of the moving and uh, wanting to do things for myself as well. But then the military just took priority over everything else to a point that um, after three years, And having gone through a full-time schooling, getting my second master's degree, having two kids, taking care of them myself, and not having, you know, the feeling that I was doing the things that I wanted to do. I was slipping into a place that was very dark. So I decided that the best thing for me was to leave. So my husband and I had that discussion. And unfortunately for us, he decided that he was going to come with us so he came with us so we went back to kenya for about three years and within that time you know slowly came back to myself mm-hmm. A sense of community I- identity warmth things that are familiar yeah came back so i'd say the first three years of my life in america were not what i would have wanted them to be yeah but after those three years in in kenya and coming back again in 2019, I felt like now my mind was a little bit more prepared or, or more aware of the expectation of military life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, as opposed to I didn't know nothing and 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 the shocks and the systemic, the things that are in the system, like the very expensive childcare and all that mm-hmm. My in my country, you have 24 hours of help, someone living with you, helping you with the kids so you can go do work. And and being a stay-at-home mom is really not like a normal thing where I grew up. So it it took a, a toll on on me. You know, things I did not expect now I had to deal with.
0: Yeah. yeah. But That's coming back lot. in
1: 2018, now my mind was a little bit more um ready for for, Mm -hmm. for certain things. And yeah, it has been better than it was before.
0: Yeah, that's good. So your spouse separated and that's when he was able to come with you. Yeah, he went on reserve. Gotcha. He went reserve. Oh, okay. That is, that is really good. So I wanted to just foot stomp something in your story, which I hear often when I speak to spouses who are not From the U.S. and I think that is the disconnect and um, lack of information that is shared for not only is this your first time in military life but it's your first time in the country and I think getting help navigating that especially for our foreign-born military spouse community we do a really bad job of that And, and it's and it's sad to hear that you had to go all the way back home to find that sense of pur- purpose and find yourself again and kind of acclimate yourself to be ready to come back to the states. And you didn't have that support stateside. I know you know now that there are resources available. However, I, I agree. I hear this story time and time again. We missed the mark on supporting our spouses who are coming from other countries because not only are they getting acclimated to um, what are orders, what does it look like to be on installation, what does this military community look like, but they're just trying to navigate the cultural differences that we have in this country. So yes. that is exciting. That Thank you for sharing that. and And I'm sorry that it was such a hard time for those first three years and probably just a cultural shock overall.
1: (laughs) Yes, uh, cultural shock, including, you know, disappointments with career and a a lot, a lot of things, you know, I thought of myself as, you know, someone who's strong, very versatile, you know, very resilient. I can fit into any, you know, place that I go to. And, and then suddenly I'm in this place and, and I'm struggling. So, that's another thing that you know, it's okay to be not okay.
0: Yes, and I'm
1: glad that I acknowledged that I was not okay, and that you know, there's so many things that were out of my hands, you know, that I I honestly could not solve by myself, and you know, took a breather and then came back at least refreshed, with a, a mindset that was ready to to now get into, yeah, get into the society and probably try again
0: yeah yeah and and i wanted to just interject here because this was a fact that we actually did in our 2020 military marriage study that i think ties into your story a little bit and it was the stat where we asked if people and spouses predominantly are who took the survey and they mentioned that their personal fulfillment was directly tied to their marriage fulfillment. And when you talk about that loss of identity and that loss of career from that transition, like let's dive into that. How was that experience from um, trying to navigate what that looks like then and also now as you continue to serve, advocate, and work?
1: um i'd say it's really been an eye opener for me and mm-hmm. um <clears throat> when when someone feels worth their self worth self esteem mm-hmm. when that is great there's a lot that you can conquer even in 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 hardship even in in things that are new there's a way that it allows you to 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 walk through so many things yes. but when your sense of worth you know, goes down Mm -hmm. and you're constantly asking yourself, who am I, you know, coming from a very, um, you know, a, a society where women work, we work like even the small little things, even just going to someone's house and helping with the laundry and they pay you something. Yes. That's yes. work, you know? Yes. So you feel like I'm contributing to society. I'm contributing to my family. You know, I'm showing my kids that, you know, hard work pays, you know? Mm-hmm. That was so ingrained in me. And so coming to a place where, I am, with an identity as I'm a lawyer, I'm an international development practitioner. I want to go and use those skills to better that society that I'm going to, you know? Then mm-hmm. when, I, when, when I came in and then I, I immediately learned that, oh, those seven years that you spent in school are worth nothing. Mm. It is it's like someone stripped you of, of um, dignity. Yeah. Because then you're wondering, how then am I going to benefit this society? Mm-hmm. How then? where is my sense of worth what then do i have that i can use to better this to better myself my family my society yeah nothing Mm. so what what is the what is the what's the other alternative you know you feel defeated you feel a sense of hopelessness I don't even know the other words to describe, but it, it's yeah. really not a good place to be. And I would never want anyone, not even my worst enemies, to feel that way. And then on top of that, you add the pressures of being a new parent. Yes. And being a new parent in a place where I call the American society a very individualistic society, as opposed to where I came from, where it's a very communal mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. People help it people help each other out very easily. I have a child and probably I haven't had help. There's your neighbor coming over. There's your friends coming. There is, and then you find yourself in a place where even a neighbor saying hi is almost... Yeah. It, it, it's like it's not even normal. No, it's not. For it's a neighbor not to say hello. Mm-hmm. So even if you want to seek help, you're asking yourself, where am I seeking this help from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the things that would make you'd ease in some of your burdens, like help from the community, they are absent. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, that compounds on top of your loss of identity and and dignity. And then you bring with it the uncertainty of the military as well. Oh, we probably will be moving here to there. So you're like, okay, maybe I might want to start building community. I might want to, you know, and then you realize, oh, we are about to leave. Then almost everything has to uh, you have to drop everything, and we are running, you know, oh yes, exactly. <laughs> and so yeah. another thing, professionally, yeah, you know, you want to uh, apply for for jobs, so I, I probably almost in 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 um, other words, I will put this in quotes and say, abandoned my mm-hmm. my my law career. And now focus on the international development. So I was applying to, you know, organizations within the US that have um, you know, USAID. I was applying to um UNICEF, I'm applying to um Save the Children, these ones that do development but are on an international scale yes. also, and also other nonprofits within. And every time you apply, everyone wants your credentials to be evaluated because they are not from the country. Mm. You know, and this costs money, a lot of money. And this evaluation is sent directly to that employer, not to you. So it means every time you're doing a job application, you're spending so much money. Now, where is this money coming from? If you had savings, you're probably depleting it or it's depleted. If you didn't have, you're probably depending on that one income from your spouse and now you're feeling like, oh, they are already doing so much to hold the whole house financially. And mm-hmm. here I am taking it away. Guilt, now That's you start tough. feeling guilty for those things. Then you're like, is it even worth it? Because sometimes the evaluations take long, the job is gone. Sometimes after you go mm-hmm. through one or two interviews and they start asking you about your experience and they realize it's all foreign as well. Then you're like, oh, you don't have US experience. You don't even get the job anyway. Sometimes you they ask for the evaluations and you don't even get to an interview. So you ask yourself, is it even worth it? Is it even worth it? Then you you know, one thing on top of another, on top of another, and you're taking care of kids by yourself. And
0: it's
1: Ooh. a lot. It's overwhelming. <laughs> That's what it
0: sounds like. It overwhelming. sounds overwhelming.
1: <laughs> overwhelming Mm -hmm. maybe overwhelming is an understatement you 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 are in this whirlwind it's constantly something new something that you feel like so helpless you don't know where how to solve it that's what i would say and so yeah those feelings of anger uh, distress um disappointment yeah Uh, what I would say was mostly on top of those feelings was resentment.
0: Mm, mm -hmm.
1: I resented, resented, resented my husband so much, not because of anything of his doing, Mm. but I was asking myself, he, I was telling myself, he is the reason I moved to the United States. He is the reason I have these kids. Yeah. It's yeah. his military career that is having me in this situation where I'm so uncertain of even going back to school to do my law from scratch, because then we will still be moving from one place to another. And each state with their own licensing requirements. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even make sense to go back to school and do yeah. you know, the things I wanted to do. So that resentment was building in me so much. And I felt like the marriage was gonna break, or I was just going to, you know, be in a in a very dark place and not happy. Yeah. with what was going on so I was very honest and told him I, I, I don't know I just I, I feel like this is not my place I feel like I need to go to a place you know that I need to feel like myself again yeah because I don't see any end any solution to this at that point I we had never lived in a base so never even got to mm-hmm. <laughs> see anybody else called a military spouse yeah There's only one time that I met his workmates and they, you know, they had not met me before, but they knew I was pregnant. So they organized um, a baby shower for me. That was the first time I got into a military (laughs) installation. Wow. Okay. (laughs) And like, I didn't even imagine that I belonged there. Like there were people living there that didn't even cross my mind because we were living out, you know? Yeah. So I can tell you it was a hard time. Yeah. A, s- a sense of identity is, is really, really, really important.
0: What was that shift for you? Cause you talked about, you took the time, you know, you said you had gotten to the end of your rope. You said that you would separate, you decided to go back home and leave the country. Your, your husband was able to go, right? So that was, that was very positive. But what was that shift that you experienced when you were back home and that allowed you to come back? um initially
1: I would tell you to be honest I had no plans of coming back to be yeah honest. <laughs> I will not sit here and lie that oh I said I was going to take a break and then come back no I was just like I'm done with this life I don't see an end to all these things I don't think I want to engage in all this constant movement and all the uncertainty and you know yeah so I wanted to just go back mm-hmm. um so, unfortunately, not unfortunately, he decided to come back with us because at that point I was not even giving him a choice. Like, let's talk about yeah. What no. <laughs> it was just I'm leaving. The choice is with you. You're either staying or coming. Mine mm. is made up, <laughs> you know. Right. So when we went back, I was able to to get back into my career, and I, you know. I'm so grateful that the master's degree that I took here for, for, for two years in project management, I was able to learn, uh, you know, an international project with that in Kenya a few months after I landed. Nice. And that, that was like, you know, do you know how you wake somebody from a deep sleep?
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Was <gasps> that spark was you like, needed. Yes. To- mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm.
1: This is- you know, this is what I've been longing for, someone to appreciate that I have value, someone Mm -hmm. to appreciate that I, I am worth something, someone to appreciate that, you know, I have skills and I have experiences and I am, you know, burning to contribute to the world, Mm -hmm. you know, so for two years, um, I did that uh, project. And then the next year I went on to a different role within another government institution doing international trade. And so the transition seems to me like, yes, this is what you needed. You know, the validation of, yeah, see, that space was not good for you. See, this is where you belong. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt alive. I felt, you know, my, I would call my former colleagues in law and be like, yeah, you know, the way you call each other in Kenya, yes. you call each a learned, learned friend. Hey, my learned friend. Lawyers, lawyers say that mm. very often uh, in Kenya. I missed those little things of even someone picking up the call and, you know, say, hey, learned friend. You know, those this yes. kinds of things. And a coffee after after work because you don't really have to rush back home. There's someone taking care of the kids, doing some of those things. So you were really free to mm-hmm. to do everything you want to do you know yeah. it felt really um invigorating it felt like yes this is where this is my my place this is where i belong it was wonderful it was a wonderful three
0: years mm-hmm. yeah so why come back what what was the determining factor to come back
1: now i knew we were gonna get there but i wanted you to ask it now <laughs> <laughs> my- <laughs> <laughs> Now my husband starts to experience the same thing I was experiencing. Wow. He he is Kenyan too, but has, but left Kenya like so many years early. I think, my gosh, like maybe 15 years before then. So all his adult life, because he came here Mm. when he was in college. So he did his college here, his first job, his work, all were here. So Kenya was, was a, even though that was his country, it was a new environment professionally Mm -hmm. for him. Okay. And he's, 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 he's a medic, he's a physician assistant that does not translate well in Kenya. And the landscape, the healthcare landscape also is very different. Mm-hmm. He would be earning very little and, you know, how, where we were, I don't know, he was looking for, you know, a certain level of, work that yeah. he was used to because he's that's looking cool. for that
0: fulfillment that, <laughs> exactly yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and he wasn't getting it so the frustration was setting in on his side as mm-hmm. well see? Mm-hmm. now i'm the one working i'm the one not doing everything i'm the one enjoying myself i have colleagues i have people to yeah. talk to L- like he used to have an adinha. see so now he's like yeah honey uh we need to talk you know, you know, I, I, I supported you. I was there for you. I saw your struggle and I was like, I don't want to break up the family. So, you know, I decided to come and support you in feeling like yourself again. I'm so happy because you are a completely different person. You know, yeah. you don't birth just, you were, you were not on edge like you were, you are more calm, you are happier, you are glowing. You seem to be thriving. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Now for me, I feel like you were feeling, I feel like I'm not fulfilled. I don't have a sense of identity. I want to be a man in my house. I want to provide for my family, even the the money that we had set aside as savings and all that is running out right now. And I, I feel like I would not be in a place to support my family. Like I want to. Secondly, you know, you know, America provides for, um, for us, especially the children, you know, a better, um, environment, uh, in terms of, um, amen- not just amenities, but, um, what the society offers education and, and quality of, of life and many other things that we want to afford for them.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: And maybe this time now that you know in your mind what to expect, we might have a different approach to everything. So I'm suggesting that, you know, I go back to service um, and, uh, you know, we all go back to america so you know the hard questions come <laughs> yeah <laughs> um are you so we are still gonna be moving and for how long for how many years and you know what what's gonna happen with my work and all that and it's like yeah um i have to go because at that time when he was thinking of it he was due for his um drilling is that what they call it Drilling. Yes. so he had to go he had to come to the u.s anyway he had done that Every year since we were there. So that time was uh up for him to come again. So he's like, I'm thinking this time when I go, I shouldn't come back. I should should. find a place for us to live and maybe take two, three months, you know, get me some savings, furnish the house, and then I think you guys should come. So I'd suggest that, you know, uh talk to your employers, you know, give them a notice and then take like two months, and just say goodbyes, just have a good time, you know, travel wherever you want to travel, do whatever wow. you can do, as you prepare to join me um, in three months, so we, we know, we run some numbers, run some options here and there, and we say, okay, um, you supported me, I think it's my turn to support you again, <laughs> now with a better uh, understanding in my, in my mind of the expectations, so yeah that's what we did 2018 we were back
0: (laughs) and you've been back all throughout that time frame so how has this time been different than the first time
1: I would say there's certain things that are different certain things just remain the same Mm -hmm. the difference is that I was prepared for them Mm -hmm. that's the big difference my mind my mind knew that things were going to be challenging that um it was not going to be a smooth ride that there's something I needed to approach differently. And, you know, yeah. So one of the conditions I was coming back to with was that please try to get a place that's not cold. Cause it was also, uh, apart from the culture shock, the weather was, I'm a warm person. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a like. So the winters kill me, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we were in places we were so cold and oh my god, yeah, you know? yeah. So I was like, can we find a warmer place? And mm-hmm. so he was lucky to go to California, and that's where we came from. From from Kenya, we went to California. Yeah why weren't we in this place the whole time (laughs) beautiful you know i loved it so that was also a huge difference even just feeling the weather like it's at home all year round made a huge difference because it feels like
0: you know i can be
1: happy all year round i can you know yeah the only the thing that was the same was the professional side yeah. Was every job wants an evaluation mm-hmm. or oh, you don't have a uh, local experience. Oh, um, uh, your references are all overseas and, uh, <laughs> how can we yeah. talk to someone who, you know, is waking up at this time? Maybe, how do we even connect those? Um, so it was the same, but at least I was prepared for that. Yes. Yeah, and the difference also is now I I went online. I uh, when my husband uh, retired in 2020, and I was having this tough conversation with him again. Say, so see, we came back. We have tried. I have tried. Nothing is is working again. Now that you have retired, why don't we just go back again? You know, because mm-hmm. it, it seems like you know <laughs> you've retired so yeah, fine, we will, yeah, the kids, we can bring them every other year, they can, you know, have access to whatever they need, they're citizens for, I mean, for all intents, right. so, mm-hmm. yeah, then he says, I think maybe there's something that you haven't explored, maybe there's, 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 I don't know, I hear they, they have some things for military spouses, I don't know, why don't you just Google and figure out, Mm-hmm. Then I go on Google and I and I, I think I, I just typed something like how what support do military spouses get something in those lines. Uh huh. And now things start to flow. Then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> you know. Then I start to read, and I and, and and I see one organization that does this, another one does this, another one. Then the first one I connect with is Veterans. And they have mentors because that was my, that was what I was missing. Mm, mm -hmm. The networks. And I did not know where to start from. So I thought Viterati was a place where I could get, you know, a mentor. Just use my military spouse story. Well, interesting that now I use military spouse because I never knew my identity as a military spouse until my
0: husband retired. But that's okay. You found it. You found your people. And I'm so glad glad that you are able to find the community. But there's so, first of all, I love your story. There's so <laughs> many things in there, one, just showing how you and your spouse worked through some really tough conversations, you compromised, um which looked like moving from country to country. Um, <laughs> for one another, and I love that that is such a beautiful ex- example of the sacrifice that we make in our relationship. And yeah. also, Unfortunately, it it's a reminder of what I like to call this military spouse bubble. It's like when you're in the bubble, you know about all the resources, you know about the podcasts, you know about the mentor programs, you know about the um the the people who are advocating for spouse employment, you know about all these things. But when you're outside that bubble, you don't know, and it's lonely, and there's a lack of support and people aren't communicating about these things. And I think it's really hard to hear the how many people are outside of that bubble who really need the support. So I did want to ask you, what was your favorite or, or maybe something that you're presently tapped into? What is your favorite resource that you would encourage um, any military spouse? But specifically, if there is a spouse who is foreign born, who is like, I have no clue where to start. What are what is a resource or two that you would recommend for them?
1: Yeah. Um, what has been of help to me, I tell you, after learning about all these things, is just connect to one organization. Just one will open some things up. Yeah. That for me was uh my is it called MySeco? I found it online. I went on MySeco and then Yes. Yes went through the website there were so many organizations listed there with the services they provide and from interviewing to doing career you know some acclimation what do you call those resume writing There's, there was a lot going Mm -hmm. on that i did not know about that probably if i knew i would have taken advantage of and and sought their services as a foreign-born um Spouse, as well, if um, you intend to go to work, there is an organization called Upwardly Global that specializes in helping immigrants with their um, career needs. So upwardly Global, when I went there, and I knew about Up- upwardly Global as part of what I do with uh, uh, with Bluester families right now. um, I just went searching. Uh, I was looking for you know, um, resources for for immigrants within the United States. And mm-hmm. I stumbled upon upwardly global in one of my Google searches.
0: Love
1: it. And uh, yeah, I share that resource all the time. It's constantly an open window on my <laughs> on my desk because I've not had enough of it. I still can't believe I did not know that, even not as part of a major. The military spouse community, but just as an immigrant myself, so I um I really really you know would encourage you if you want to pursue a career, go there because it will guide you you know the different professions and what are the requirements and if you need to to re, recertify and you know whatever you need they will at least guide you career wise. Um, apart from that, I would like. If you don't know where to serve, please connect to someone. Yeah. Connect to somebody. Mm -hmm. I realize the the military spouse community is a very supportive space. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew that I belonged there. I would have been, you know, stuck with them. Mm -hmm. Connect to somebody. Please, please, please ask your husband or your wife to take you to a place where you can connect with military spouses. These people have so many resources. They know so much. that can help. They know a lot that can help you. Um, As a foreign-born spouse as well, you want to um, join the Facebook group Foreign foreign, foreign Spouse Association, I believe that's the name, on Facebook. And, you know, that's a community of foreign-born military spouses. So people talk about immigration, work permits, and other things that, you know, Are applicable to that, you know, that community. Um, That's awesome. I recently um, fielded a survey because we don't have anybody talking about foreign-born spouses. So my survey as part of my capstone for this fellowship was the challenges of foreign-born spouses, how those affect recruitment and retention, and what recommendations to, to, to help and support. And I remember one we had a response from um, a foreign-born service member, and he Mm. had to say, you know, with this demographic growing, it will be tremendously beneficial if an into-America class Mm. or course was taught when I first entered the military Yes, and taught by someone culturally competent. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will be
1: beneficial for my foreign-born spouse also so she can feel welcome you know and so that is part of the recommendations I make because I love it if there was a, that kind of thing I probably yeah. would have known you know military jargon whatever you know there's a military spouse community there's a this, and mm-hmm. this, this and that, and I would not have felt as lonely as 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 I did yeah you know yeah um and also I am working on um uh presenting this at my graduation, which will be in DC, and hoping that um, with the people in the audience or with with the policymakers that might be able to hear this word, that at some point with my advocacy, I am a fierce advocate for foreign-born military spouses. I'm telling you, I have made it my mission, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to support foreign-born military spouses in welcoming them in and you know, just helping them acclimate to the society, set some expectations in their mind and, you know, support with the setting a career, finances, you know, family and the things that you probably don't know, but need to know. Yes. I am on a mission and I hope that my time doing this will be forever. I will never stop. If you hear any foreign-born spouse that need someone to connect to, they might not know who to connect to yet. Lydia is here.
0: That's who I'm I sending here, everybody to. to yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my arms are open wide. Actually, yeah. my Sundays I f- are filled with talking to foreign-born spouses who are referred to me from some events by hiring a hero, mm. some from Hire Heroes USA, some from vets to industry and what, because of how I've been sharing my story of, you know, it's not a good story, but I'm I'm sharing it because someone said at the end of your story is someone's deliverance. I'd like Mm. to deliver somebody. I'd love to to remove that sense of desperation from somebody, give them some hope, tell them, you know, this is available. This is available. Now, how do we do this? yes so i'm hoping you know someone in the military will take this up and somehow there'll be some kind of training there'll be some kind of uh, you know classes offered even language you know la- just language uh classes some people cannot even communicate now imagine you're yeah. a new country you cannot even communicate you know and cultural awareness and sensitivity this is what america is like this mm-hmm. yeah all mm-hmm. those things yeah so that, that's that's what i'm doing currently and i'm um,
0: Fire it up, and I love that. Thank you, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Um, it comes from your story, your experience. It's a great story. I know you said it's not a good story. No, it's not good. <laughs> it's great, and it's very encouraging. It is. It gives hope. It gives light to the issues and the problems and where we've fallen short and done a disservice our foreign born uh, military spouses and service member who have to figure out that acclamation on their own, or with a Google search, as opposed to a a outstretched hand Mm -hmm. that is guiding them along the way. So the work that you are doing is so necessary and so needed. And I am grateful for what you're doing. I'm excited for your graduation. (laughs) So keep me posted on that um, and how it is received, because I, I really do agree it is um, necessary. The links to the resources that you provide will be in the show notes, as well with with your information so that if any spouse wants to connect with you, they'll be able to connect with you as well. Lydia, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. But before I let you go, I got to ask you one of my favorite questions, um, which is um, really our theme songs, if you will, they're heart tracks. um, And we have a a whole playlist where we highlight our heart tracks, where our guests are in the hot seat. They choose the theme song, if you will, for the episode and Lydia's in the hot seat. So (laughs) share with us, what is the heart track for this episode?
1: Oh, thank you so much, Bree. Thank you for having me as well. Um, This is a good platform to share and spread the word. Um, My song, Firework, baby. Let's go. Firework by Katy Perry.
0: Yes. I love that song. And I love it because the work that you're doing, you really are a firework and you encourage other people's other people other spouses to to shine and, mm-hmm. and and stand up for other people and um you're really making a difference with what you're doing and we're grateful to have you here with us as a part of this community so thank, thank you. you
1: thank you so much Bree. thank you for all the work you do as well thank you
0: i appreciate it thank you for tuning in remember to rate subscribe and review this is hearts and stripes We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.